grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text for today comes from Luke chapter 17. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Dear friends in Christ, Somewhere in this city at almost any given time is a group of people that get together because they are broken and because they recognize their brokenness. These people drink a lot of coffee and smoke a lot of cigarettes and every time they get together they are focused on one thing, dealing with the fact that they are alcoholics. I wonder how the church would look if we operated like Alcoholics Anonymous. We would first have to follow the initial step, step one, which is to admit that we are powerless over our own brokenness and what has led to it. For alcoholics, it is alcohol, but we can make it more generic for our purposes. Let's call us sin. It is sin and it is unmanageable for us. Now, it's called Alcoholics Anonymous because you don't have to use your real name. You don't have to speak particularly about your struggles. But if you do, those people there at that meeting will hold your confidences unto death. What if we called ourselves Sinners Anonymous? And you could bring any sin you want to this pulpit, and we, sitting here, would not judge you. I don't know if that amount of transparency would be good or where it might lead, But that level of openness is terrifying. In fact, if we had a specific struggle, say the love of money, and it was called Love of Money Anonymous, or we could call it Lovers of Filthy Lucre Anonymous, those who belong to that particular group might feel like outcasts as the world or even their fellow Christians might judge them saying, it's just money. I can control my love of money. How come you succumb to it? You can put any word you want in there. Power, adultery, stubbornness, unforgiveness, idolatry, love of self, blasphemy, desire for revenge, covetousness, and the list goes on. Our problem is that somehow we think that we have power over sin, that we in and of our own will can just power through it or simply cover it up so that no one will notice. Who here has that level of trust? To say, okay, I will stand before all of you and confess my specific sins. I'll go first. Hi, everyone. My name is Sai, and I am a sinner. What bothers me in particular is wait, my dear people, I am afraid. I am afraid that if I tell you, you won't like me anymore. You might not have me as your pastor anymore. That if you knew me, if you really, really knew me, You wouldn't want to know me. But what if we had no option and had to wear our shame on the outside? In the gospel lesson for today from Luke, we have just that. Ten lepers who meet Jesus as he enters a town on the way to Jerusalem. This disease of leprosy makes them outcasts, pariahs, sets them apart from everyone else, and there's not a thing that they can do about it. The law for skin disease in the Old Testament is extensive. But Leviticus chapter 13 is clear in regard to these lepers. It says, as long as he has the infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone. He must live outside the camp. I wonder if members of Alcoholics Anonymous have ever felt like that. I wonder if other communities have felt like this. 
the gay community, single mothers, widows, those who grieve addicts of any kind, the divorced, the single, those with broken bodies, those with broken lives, those with broken relationships, those with broken spirits, those who carry the burden of sin that think that it is so shameful that they cannot be forgiven. As I read the story of Jesus and the ten lepers, I feel like a bit of an outsider looking in. I think, well, I don't really fit into this story. Not like some of Jesus' other parables. In this one, I think, I'm no leper. Have I not, though, in my sin said, I'm sure glad I'm not like this person or like that person. I most certainly have, forgetting that in my sin, I am the outcast. I am the leper, for I am deserving nothing but to be cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We, like the lepers, can do nothing to fix our unmanageable sin. We bring nothing to the table to open the gates of heaven. The hymn writer is right when he says, nothing in my hand I bring. These lepers, though, have heard about this miracle man, Jesus, that he has done remarkable things. But they don't ask to be specifically cleansed. They just ask for mercy, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They know they have no claim to such mercy. All they bring to the table is their diseased and dying flesh. And Jesus says this, go and show yourselves to the priest which is what the Levitical law demands that they do if they were clean. Scripture says, and as they went, they were cleansed. Our Savior, the one who is clean and holy in flesh, crosses over to the ones whose flesh is wholly unclean, and he makes those lepers clean. Dear friends, our Savior crossed over from heaven to earth, taking on human flesh to take our sins to the cross and declare us forgiven we who are wholly unclean are declared perfectly clean. We who do not belong to anyone and were under the power of the devil until Christ claimed us as his own when he washed us in the waters of our baptism declares us fully and completely clean. The very Son of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, was rejected by his people, rejected by us in our sin, rejected by his Father on the cross so that we might be reconciled to our Father in heaven and adopted as sons and daughters who belong to the living God. You see, we can't really call it Sinners Anonymous because we don't meet the secret. I know why you are here. We are here because we cannot, know, we cannot by our own strength or might, will or wit, wisdom or works, cleanse or control our own sin. If we say we don't need to be here, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We may want to keep our sins anonymous from each other, and yet the very one we sin against knows every sin, every detail, every deep and every dark secret. As David says, against you and you only, O God, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. The one we sin against is the one who remembered us when he hung on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins. It is he who in the holy absolution remembers you. That is, he adds you again as a member of his own body, his family, his redeemed, his own dear child. And how does Jesus remember you? As God says through his prophet Jeremiah, for I forgive their wickedness and I remember their sins no more. I tell you this good news every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, that God loves you and forgives you for the sake of his son. That in Christ you have everything that Christ has to give. His life, his death, his resurrection, his kingdom. 
Do you think that's going to change from Sunday to Sunday? That one day I'm going to say to you, nope, this week God doesn't love you. Nope, this week God doesn't forgive you. Nope, that will never happen. You have everything you need in your baptism into Christ. You are washed clean in him, made heirs of heaven. So why do you come back as the one leper did? Have you ever noticed that during the divine service, the Kyrie is always after confession and absolution? We say the Kyrie, the same words as the lepers. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You see, this is not a cry for forgiveness. You have already been absolved. This is a cry to our victorious king to give us the spoils of his victory. We who once had no claim to anything, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Now we claim what Christ has won for us, eternal life. And this is only possible because of the first five words in the gospel lesson for today. On the way to Jerusalem. Jesus went to Jerusalem to die for you, to pay for your sin, to claim you. And make you his own. You come back Sunday after Sunday for those gifts that God gives you because you belong to him. Dear friends, let us ever be compassionate as our Savior was with us. With people who hurt and are broken by sin and pain. For we can tell them the same thing and good news that we have been told again today. Jesus loves you and in him is forgiveness unto life everlasting. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.